Hey folks, Mike here. Cody couldn't make it this week, life stuff still got him busy. But we had a friend of the show who was nice enough to jump on and discuss this week's topic. Cody will be back soon, so stay tuned. Thank you. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, all you wonderful folks out there listening, and welcome back to Shouting Into the Void, our nerdy little podcast where we answer the hypothetical questions you didn't even know you had. My name is Mike. Hey, and I'm Carl, aka Crypto Helix. And this week's question isn't so much a question as it is a review. Today, we're going to be talking about the new Pokemon Snap. All right, Carl. So my understanding is that you have been uh, you've been getting some time in on the new Pokemon Snap that's come out. I have. So uh, I probably have maybe not a ton of hours. I'd say six or so. But I've primarily only been playing uh, while doing cardio at the gym. So I'm kind of limited to like thirty minutes per day. Sure. Uh, maybe a little uh, at night before bed. There but you I, go. I've put some time in. I got a I got an okay Pokedex score right now. Hey, there you go. No, I most of mine has been uh, has been watching my girlfriend play it, but I've taken it out a few times and uh, and gotten behind the uh, the wheel of the I guess pod or whatever it is that you're you're the in. Neo One, the Neo they, One. Thank you. It. Yeah, they they christened it. They're like, hey, this is our brand new invention, and uh, yeah, I I wanted to comment on that because this guy's like, hey, get in this thing, and then it literally teleports you, disappears. That's some like Doc Brown and Marty McFly shit right there. <laughs> Listen, I feel like no one really questions what happens at the beginning of Pokemon games, but it's all sorts of sus. I mean, some <laughs> professor, usually older, just takes this young child away from their home on an adventure. Right, right. It, Gives them, like, a magical animal that may or may not listen to you, depending on how many, like, badges you have. Yeah. And just says, hey, go buck wild. <laughs> not to mention, they're underage. I mean... It's that's very it's sketchy. It's a little sketchy. Arguably not legal, but I, I'll digress that point. Well, I mean, a Charmander is a huge fire hazard waiting to happen. Like, and oh, you absolutely. Just trust a little kid with that. Pikachu can deliver how many volts? I don't even want to think about it. And it, yeah, it's uh, it's it's all sorts of questionable for sure. Yeah, but yeah, he throws you in this uh, this Neo One, and it just teleports you to wherever you uh, you are heading. Right. Right. And they don't say that, oh, I tested it first. Don't worry, it's safe or whatever. Or they don't even tell you. They don't even warn you it's going to it's going to teleport. You just turn into a bunch of like crystal pixel energy and then bam, you're on the beach. I mean, which isn't bad, but, you know. Yeah, you really just apparate into a beach, <laughs> maybe a volcano, which is yeah, a perfect place to send a an underage child. Yeah, absolutely. 100% safe, right? Yeah. But uh yeah, that's I mean, that's the initial impression was, OK, there's some serious OSHA violations and some serious uh, questionable decisions by by uh, people of science. But um, I mean, that's basically the whole premise of the, the original game, too, though. <laughs> right. So maybe we should talk about what goes on in the game for people who aren't familiar with Pokemon Snap. That's very true. That's a good point. So Pokemon Snap. Uh, I was explaining this to uh, to my dad the other day, actually, uh, because he he's a photographer. He, he does a lot of photography and uh, oh, okay. all, sorts, That's really all, cool, actually. all sorts of fun shoots and everything. And so I, I sent a Snapchat of Emily playing and uh, 
taking pictures and, and he's, he's Pokemon adjacent, you know, he's, he's a nerdy guy. And he's like, Oh, so is this like, is, when you take pictures of them, is that how you catch them in this game? I'm like, no. He's like, so what, what's the point? I'm like to take pictures of Pokemon. <laughs> he's like, that that's it. I'm like, well, yeah. And then the professor grades them, gives you points based on how, how good the picture is. If there's multiple Pokemon in it, or if it's doing like a cool pose or something, it's basically Nat Geo for Pokemon. Yep. Absolutely. And and admittedly, I don't remember a ton of what the scoring was like in the, the original game. Uh, that was many moons ago. Um, I feel like it was wildly inconsistent. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It was definitely before its time. Same with uh, Let's Go Pikachu. Oh, yeah. You know, shout out to Nintendo, but definitely those games were before its time for sure. Yep. Whether, whether it's like having an AI grade you on the quality of your pictures or using a microphone to try to get Pikachu to cook. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, Nintendo's always been like that, though, right? That, you know, they've always been trying to push the envelope and, and have the next best thing. I'll tell you what, they do a damn good job, though, of oh, creating this yeah. ecosystem and keeping people involved and wanting more. Absolutely. I mean, it, it's incredible. Great. Um, so real quick, just to get back to maybe what goes on in the game. So right, we've right. kind of talked about it a little bit. Um, you essentially you load into these areas in this cart. This cart is on a pretty static path. Yep. And what I mean by that is just follows a real linear route around this area, wherever you're in. It could be landscape, rocks, trees. Right, right. Uh, and then along the way, you'll encounter uh, these Pokemon and you take pictures of them. Yeah. That's pretty much the gist. There's a little more to it. Uh, sometimes you have items which you can interact with them, uh, such as apples or these glowing crystal orbs that make the Pokemon shine up. Yep. Um, or you can like... Uh... Isn't there like music you can play later on? Yep. I haven't unlocked it yet, but you can like make them kind of pay attention to you by emitting music or noise. Yep. You can turn on some music. Sometimes some of them like it. Some of them don't like it. Right. Um, just various ways to interact and get kind of cooler shots yeah. with the Pokemon. Right. Because that's that's the whole point is to take these pictures and then you bring them back because the, the whole game is pitched as sort of a, a research trip or a, you know, a, a photography safari where you're trying to get the best pictures you can of all these different species of Pokemon. Right. Yep. Yeah. So that's a really good, uh, I guess, background of what the original game was built on and also what this game iterated upon. Right. Because when the original came out, I'm pretty sure it was only Gens 1 and maybe 2 of Pokemon. Definitely 1. I don't remember 2. I had to be pretty young when I played that, to be honest. Oh, for sure. I don't even remember when it came out. Oh geez, that was that was a while ago. That was a Nintendo sixty four game, and it was it was kind of when Pokemon was in its heyday. And I I distinctly remember Generation One. I don't know if there were Gen two or not. I want to say there were, but I could definitely be wrong. I think um, it's just Gen one. It looks like it came out in ninety nine. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so definitely definitely a while back. This is uh, over over twenty years later. They're making a sequel to it, and I mean the first one was like a smash hit right oh yeah like oh yeah absolutely cult following like one of the pretty much the most successful pokemon spin-off that's not a main series game yeah and definitely at that time too i mean at that point there had just been the main games mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure yeah or or maybe pokemon stadium on uh, oh on right N64. pokemon stadium yeah right but this was the first the first game where you got to see them up close in like 3d right i mean they were mostly polygons and they were amazing (laughs) graphics but for the time mind-blowing oh yeah absolutely right 
So my my biggest memory from the original is just chucking these apples at a Charmander and hitting it into the lava, and then the Charmander <laughs> evolving. I don't know what else happened in that game, but that scenario totally happened, and that sticks out in my mind. Right. Well, because for the I mean, think about that for the time. Like, you could throw this this piece of fruit out there, and either the Pokemon would come up and eat it, or it would bounce off of them, and they'd get mad at you. But to be able to interact with the world in that way like outside of a, a scripted turn-based battle system from the main games, like it kind of brought your imagination to life. Like oh, absolutely. what you always thought you were seeing in those games. So knocking a Charmander into the lava and having it come out as a Charizard or a Charmeleon, like was huge. That, that kind Massive. of interactivity. In, in fact, I still almost exclusively throw apples at animals the first time I see them or Pokemon in this new one to see if it's going <laughs> to knock them off and they'll evolve because that's all i remember <laughs> I and i want it. it to happen and so far it hasn't i don't know if you can you guys let us know if i'm missing something but right. i'm still waiting for that to happen right because we haven't got we haven't clocked the game yet we haven't completed it um i, I love the disclaimer you have to add there you know i throw apples at animals sorry pokemon yeah um, <laughs> i don't need anyone else on my back about this there you go <laughs> your your dogs are running around in the backyard playing fetch with with apples hey at least they're well fed all right Oh, no doubt. Dog dog love an apple. Dogs can have apples, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm ninety-five percent confident. But yeah, so that's that's kind of the premise of the game. It's it's a sequel to the original in the sense that it's like built on the same concept and it kind of iterates on it, but I I almost want to call it like a spiritual successor because it's not Pokemon Snap 2, it's new Pokemon Snap. Right. And I don't I don't know if there was like a story in the original as much, but this one, they kind of made a story like we're in this new region and there's this uh, Illumina phenomenon Pokemon that right. uh, these Pokemon will like shine and glow uh, and you're supposed to like go around and capture them and like get research. And as you as you capture more Pokemon and get more research, you learn more about these Illumina Pokemon. Uh, you yeah. find more of them um, and you get those orbs that make right. them kind of glow up right and like the first one you encounter is meganium which is this giant flower dinosaur and that kind of leads me into my first point about this game is that i think these might be the best visuals i've seen on the switch this oh, game yeah. is gorgeous i mean admittedly i don't play a ton of the switch i mean sure. i i I own every console and probably Switch is my least played. Uh, mm-hmm. I usually have that for ease of access and on-the-go gaming. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, it looks really good. Really uh, good. I, I haven't played it undocked yet. I'm going to get a chance to play it undocked when I take some trips here in the coming weeks. But playing it docked on a nice big TV or, or watching my girlfriend play it, like, the game looks good. Like, I did not expect this level of, like, quality and fidelity on the switch right and actually i saw an article uh via twitter about people were upset that this game looked so good that the <laughs> the actual like normal titled pokemon games do not look that good well they're like wtf man give me yeah. this all the time right well i, I think and that that was what makes me wonder is how long they've had new pokemon snap in development because I know Sword and Shield is kind of like an open world, run around, see Pokemon out in the world sort of game, which is a first for the main series. But man, does Pokemon Snap 
put it to shame in the graphics department. Yeah, like absolutely. I, Admittedly, I, it's like a bit of a different scenario. You know what I mean? True. Like it's supposed to look good. That's the point of the game is to take pictures of these Pokemon looking awesome. You know? Oh yeah. Uh, the 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 normal titles have you know like more like a top down almost platformer feel. Yeah, well, especially the the handheld ones, like the right. old school. They definitely had a pixelated style, whereas Sword and Shield are definitely more. I guess one of the they, they've kind of iterated on the three D end of the end of the formula, um, right? But it, it makes me wonder if because that's one of the things people were kind of mad about when Sword and Shield came out is like, hey, these Pokemon like they don't really. They don't, they're not animated super well. They don't look amazing. Like, you know, it, it kind of felt almost muddy a little bit. There was actually a bunch of um, negative feedback about that when those games came out, mm-hmm. uh, like reusing um, resources from what was Old the games. previous iteration? Was it uh, Sun and Moon? Ultra Sun, Sun and, and Moon? Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, so reusing those resources and putting them in the new one. Uh pretty much meaning they didn't do any additional development work on how the Pokemon look. Right. Uh, and, and they weren't very happy with that. Exactly. And and that's kind of what I'm referencing, because it, it makes me wonder if new Pokemon Snap is kind of their answer to the haters saying, look, we can make a gorgeous Pokemon game. We can make a game that like you want to look at. And what better sort of genre than a photography game to really get you looking at these models in depth, in detail, and kind of show off how how nice looking they can make a game on the switch right and it's kind of almost maybe a little trial and error for the open world rpg game they're coming out with that's very true right because they they have i mean previously the pokemon games they've been a little more open world they're showing pokemon in the wild Mm -hmm. um but they're not like full renders like you're seeing no Uh, and then the the new open world game they're going to be that way so right you're going to be able to see one from however far away and go up to it and interact with it directly in this uh what what is what's the title pokemon legends arceus is supposed to come out in 2022 and it's the way i'm kind of seeing it pitched is like legend of zelda breath of the wild yeah it looked a lot like it yeah yeah yep very similar so yeah it could be a little trial and error for that to see kind of how it's going to play out because previously in pokemon games you can encounter pokemon in the wild well in the more recent generations you'll actually see them Mm -hmm. and like you'll run into them and then you'll you'll switch scenes and you'll go into like a battle dialogue and you'll see the Pokemon appear differently in like a, a pixelated model. Right. It, it looks different than its overworld model. Right. Right. But whereas with how good they look in new Pokemon snap, if they make the new game look this good or use a similar style, that could be, that could be the game that all of us have always wanted. Yeah. And potential. that's, that's kind of, my thoughts on the franchise in the last seven years. I think that's, <laughs> that's really the direction they need to go. Uh, I've been a big Pokemon fan since Gen 1. I've played every Gen except 5th Gen. Um, mm-hmm. And, and I'll, I'll say I played that. I just didn't beat it. 5th right. um, Gen was black and white? Yep. Gotcha. Yep. yep. So I feel like it's been a lot of rinse and repeat. And they them showing this game, even if it flops, the fact that they're trying this open world style this totally new concept they've never done before. Uh, I think that's the direction the franchise needs to go uh, to get away from, you know, the monotony of the same thing over and over again with 50 different new Pokemon. Sure. Well, cause that's, that's both the selling point and the knock 
on Pokemon so far is that you know exactly what you're getting. If you right. like what you're getting, it's more of the same. If you are tired of what you're getting, well, it's more of the same. Um, so I, I'm right with you on that. Like this, this game is great. Like I, you know, full disclosure, kind of burying the lead. I really like the new Pokemon Snap. It is a really good feel-good game. It's wholesome. But I almost wonder if it's not a proof of concept for what they're trying to do with the series. Like, can we make a really good-looking, high high definition Pokemon game? Right. They they have to. I mean, there there's only so many more Pokemon they can add before people are just like, okay, when where, where's the line? You know, this is just the same thing with new Pokemon. <laughs> there's already 900 Pokemon. We don't need another new region with the same stuff over and over again. The competitive right. scene is still there. Mm-hmm. And there's actually like a, a third party website that a lot of people use for the competitive scene because you don't have to spend like hours breeding and training these perfect Pokemon to get the perfect, perfect stats. You can just plug it in through a website, build your team, go up against other people in your same like league bracket or whatever. Yeah, they, they use ELO if I if I am thinking about the same website. They, yeah, they use probably. System. Yeah. I've never uh, done it. I have some friends that are into it, um, but that's like the go-to. So like, sure, Pokemon, uh, Pokemon Showdown, I believe, is what it's called. Ooh, that sounds real familiar. Yeah, yeah, I think so. If it's if it's the same one that you're talking about, yeah, Cody and I have have thrown down on there a few times. It's a good time because you can click the random button, and it <laughs> literally gives you a random oh party with competitive move sets. Like, so it's okay. It, it, they're they're like sort of meta builds with like mm-hmm. EVs and everything like that. If you want to get technical and like everybody's got the right hold item, whether it's leftovers or a choice band or something like that. And you can, so I can click random and you can click random and then I can send you a challenge and say, Hey, challenge Carl to a battle. And it'll just give us a random team each time we play, which is hysterical. Right. Yeah. But getting back to sort of the topic at hand, which is, uh, the, the looks and the visuals of new Pokemon Snap and kind of how that might affect the rest of the series. I mean, that's that's something that would really kind of, I think it would make a lot a lot of people kind of re-interested, you know, when, when the new game comes out, if it's something they've never really done before. Yeah, I think, um, especially from like my point of view, I know I said this a few times, like it's just been really stale. Mm-hmm. So like, this is a good proof of concept, good proof of technology. I mean, They've already announced the the Arceus game uh, months ago. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's a really good step for the direction of the franchise. Yeah. I mean, sure. there's there's potential. It's At least it's it's refreshing to see Nintendo and Game Freak and the Pokemon company come out and say, hey, we are going to try something new. And you're like, holy shit, I never thought I'd see the day. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is everything I wanted. Right. And, and even if it's not... At least you're trying. <laughs> Skyrim, but Pokemon. Why is that Uh-oh. so hard? Oh, dude. <laughs> that would be... <sighs> I just got chills. That would be that would be really cool. There are some mods you can get from Skyrim on PC where it throws Pokemon into the world. You're kidding me. Like, Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's very real. I might have to look into that now. Like, But if Nintendo run- and Game Freak would just make it for me instead, that'd be even better. Oh, yeah. Well, especially because then there's no risk of anybody getting sued. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So you you mentioned that uh, that you've played every generation. I've played most of them. I kind of kind of fell off for a bit after Diamond and Pearl, but I've at least kind of like kept up with it. Do you have a favorite gen? 
Uh, I think Gen 2 is my favorite gen. Gen 2 is pretty sweet. Gen 2 yeah. is pretty sweet. I think it was a real good sweet spot for the franchise. Me, I was a little bit older mm-hmm. compared to the, when I started playing the first gen. So, like, I was able to do more stuff and really get into it. Um, I like, uh, like, Soul Silver and Heart Gold, where you, the Pokemon can actually follow you. Those are technically remakes of the original yep. Gen 2. Um, I think I actually had I had silver first, and then I got crystal. Oh yeah, crystal was two, very pug. Oh, crystal is like one of the best games. Yeah, like because the the first games were I mean you had red and blue, and then yellow came after, which was kind of the the start of the hey we're gonna make a third one that combines the best of both of them. Yep, because you had then gold, silver, crystal, ruby, sapphire, emerald, diamond, pearl, platinum. And then they kind of fell off of that for a while. But I really like that idea. Yeah, I think they've. I don't know how many they've done it on, but for a while, it was at least four generations. They probably did that. Yeah. Yep. Because that third game, it, you, you could get most of the Pokemon that were generation or version exclusive. Mm-hmm. It had like streamlined, you know, a lot of different things. I know Emerald that added the Battle Tower in Gen 3. So you had like that sort of right. post game content, um, but yeah, they... there was a little. The story was a little bit different too. You there was like a, um, a titled Pokemon, like a legendary, usually that you got to chase around like the whole game, and at the end you finally yeah. got him. And, like yep. it was, a, they made a big deal out of it. Yep. No, there's it's all there's... good stuff, and, and and those are the parts of the formula that are good, like right, <laughs> right. <laughs> We, we don't want to come across like we're we're trashing on the series or being the same thing over and over because there's a certain amount of if it ain't broke, don't fix it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But no, I, I'd have to say my favorite gen, it was my first one, was Gen 3. And then I did go back and play Gen 1 and I played the Gen 2 remakes. I actually have a, a heart gold emulator on my PC that I'll I'll run through from time to time. Oh yeah, um, I got one for Soul Silver too. Hell yeah. But But Gen 3 was super, super cool for me. Uh, I, I have a lot of nostalgia for that gen, and uh, but I also really like a lot of the Pokemon in Gen Two. Uh, my favorite, my favorite Pokemon, Octillery, is a Gen Two Pokemon. He's a uh, ooh Octillery. Yeah, man, he's just this ch- the chillest looking octopus. Like, yeah, he, he interesting just, choice. I wouldn't have guessed that. He, oh, I like that he can learn all of the different like beam type moves, so he can learn flamethrower. He can learn like thunder. Okay. He can learn anything that's like. A, a beam or a projectile he yeah. can learn even though he's water type which i think is kind of cool and he can he can sneak up and surprise you he's slow I didn't know as that. fuck though interesting <laughs> i think my favorite is uh lucario oh yeah yep he just oh, looks so cool man he's so cool couldn't he talk in one of the movies you know i haven't kept up with the movies i will say that i, uh, I still think either. i think ash ketchum's a little chump <laughs> um i'm kind of salty about it but I don't, I don't really watch the show as much anymore or the movies because of that. Hey, you heard it here first, folks. Carl would be the rival in Pokemon. Oh, yeah. He, he's the guy telling you that you're bad and you don't know how to train your Pokemon and you're just a chump. Yeah, that, that rival you named Dickhead 20 years ago, that's me. Yep, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, So as you guys can probably tell, we, we both hold Pokemon pretty near and dear to our hearts. Cody's the exact same way if he were here to talk about it. Um, he's he's very jealous that we're both playing the the new Pokemon Snap. He's got some life business that's kind of 
taken away from uh, from some gaming time, but he'll get there. <laughs> Just to circle back to this Ash topic real quick, Ash <laughs> has only caught 96 unique Pokemon. Wait, what? Yes. That's how bad of a trainer Ash is. That, Out of- that is 10, that is a little over 10%. A little over ten percent of all the Pokemon, and he has been in every every gen because he's been in every show. The actual goal of the franchise, the catch tag, has got to catch them all, and he has not done anywhere near that. No, what the all hell? Right. Maybe I, I will digress this point because you can't get me going down it. I will. May- I will not I, let up. I am relentless. Maybe Ash is a chump. We might have to. We might have to come back to that later in the episode. Yeah, but back to new Pokemon Snap. Because we can we can go on every Pokemon tangent ever for a long time. Um, yeah, we've question. already talked about the visuals. You know, let's, let's talk about some gameplay. Let's talk about some sound. You know, other other pillars of what makes a game good. What are your thoughts on those? So sound is actually a little tough for me because usually when I'm like I said when I'm playing this, I'm at the gym. I still have my headphones in, uh, usually listening to music, doing cardio. Um, oh yeah. But the few times I have played, um. Not in that scenario. I think the audio is really good. Uh, the other good thing is the um, the feedback, the, sure, the vibration the feedback, the rumble. Yeah. Uh, that's super cool. So sometimes if a Pokemon, like a larger Pokemon, moves and it's near you, your controller will vibrate. Right. You know, if if something happens environmentally that causes a move, uh, your controller vibrates. Um, hmm. The sound it does give pretty good audio cues, just slight dings and pokemon noises and stuff that kind of make you look a certain way to see what's going on sure um it's, it's all pretty good i mean it's i'll say that if i had to choose between praising the visuals and praising the sound i'd definitely praise the visuals yeah you know the sound's not anything crazy special to write home about but they did a really good job with it like it doesn't it doesn't let you down um, right it, it's it's those like little audio cues that Honestly, it's probably underrated with a lot of games. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you just don't realize when you're playing it, you're more focused on, you know, gameplay mechanics and like the visuals, like you said. Uh, audio yeah. tends to go under the bus a little bit. But I do think there are, a, a, they did do a good job of including a bunch of audio cues um, for various things, you know, like, like I said, interactions in the wild or with Pokemon making noises, throwing right. or, things. Or uh, when you scan and there's an event or some a point of interest and the game like pings it, you know, it'll... Yeah it'll kind of draw you to 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 notice that if you're not looking at it because most of the game is you looking through your camera lens so anything on kind of the periphery of the screen can get missed sometimes yeah that's what actually makes it really tough um so you have a full 360 view that you can rotate but you're very limited to whatever you see inside right, your, your camera field lens. Of so view is narrow. you're constantly like i feel like spinning in circles getting lost where you're at trying to see <laughs> what's going on because you might pass a pokemon and it'll do uh, one thing while you pass it and then you'll go on a little ways and you can actually turn around and see that same pokemon and it might be doing something different that might be a cooler shot right or worth more points or what have you like right it, it's all about catching the perfect shot and sometimes that can be when they're behind you like when you've already passed it like you just said and right the other thing is replayability kind of going into gameplay you can go through the same level three, four times and see the Pokemon do different things. Right. Well, I actually forgot to bring this up. That's a really good point. So one thing they actually did in this game, adding some RPG mechanics is each map gives you a certain level. Uh, So once you meet experience to get to the next level, you unlock new interactions in that area. So 
you might see more Pokemon. The Pokemon might be more comfortable with you. You might get different options to interact with the Pokemon based on your level, mm. which is really cool. So that ties into what you said, like replayability. It forces you to replay this stuff and get better shots to get more experience so you can actually see all the Pokemon, get all these cool shots, get that top-rated photo you've been waiting for. So right. it, it forces you to do that. Well, and unlocking XP on a level can not only unlock like abilities, but it can unlock branching paths, or you can yep. unlock a night mode, you know, that sort of thing. So it opens up more parts of the level where you will see different Pokemon, which allows you to get more points, fill out your Pokedex, things like that. Yeah, I think that's actually really cool. Definitely an underrated part of the game, but I'm I'm happy it's in there. Well, because that's something the first one didn't necessarily have, right? Which was that sense of progression. Like Right. I think I think you had to unlock each map, but yeah. once you got each map, I'm pretty sure it was just you have access to everything from the get-go. Where this right. one, that's not the case. So for for the first one, I know that over time you unlocked items. Like you didn't have apples right away. Like I think you got those after you played one level and then you got like the sting or whatever, like the little thing to stop like angry Pokemon from taking up your whole view or whatever. You Mm -hmm. tell them to piss off. It was like a little paintball. Um, Right. But you know, that, that progression is not as, not as nearly in, in depth as the progression in the new one, which is, you know, the level based XP and, replaying levels to see pokemon in different behaviors and things like that and that like like you just said that's kind of underrated you know it for a game that is very feel good very soothing very like hey this is not a frantic like arena shooter or like super competitive game this is designed to be like a a chilled out relaxed experience having some reason to keep coming back to it i think is is a really good hook right and it's it's I don't want to say it's mindless because I feel like when I play time just goes by super quick, although it's been like five to ten minutes sometimes to get through an area. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just get you just get lost. And it's right. so cool. Super cool. One thing also they added in this um, is an online feature. Yeah. In which you have. So I kind of brought it up a little bit earlier. You have a photo dex score, not a Pokedex score, a photo <laughs> dex, uh, which is pretty cool. It's just your total uh, score. For every Pokemon you've sh- you shot a picture of, yep. um, you can also like upload an album to your page, uh, and people can see those photos on your page and actually like you know give like a star or a thumbs up or I think it's called a ribbon in this game. Um, right, right, like Instagram likes or Facebook likes. <laughs> yeah, so there's like that engagement, which is pretty cool, and you can also just browse other people's photos if you're looking like, man, how do I get this four star photo for this Pokemon? Go look at examples. Grab- yeah, you can go look at examples. Well, and that's really neat. Yeah, no, that's I mean, that's a super cool feature. And for people who are really active on Switch and like that's where they do most of their gaming and they have a ton of friends that they know are going to get Pokemon Snap, you know, it. It's like. Like adding something to your Snapchat story, almost like it's a social media component where you can take this picture and then you can you can edit it, you know, you can reshoot it. You can like change the focal point, you can change the angle slightly. Yeah. You can add all sorts of things before you upload it so that you can really make that picture your own and kind of make it pop. Yeah, I didn't realize that there's that photo mode for the longest time, probably my first two or three hours in the game. Sure. And then I don't I was just messing around one day after doing an area and I saw there's an option to like further edit. 
What mm-hmm. the hell is this? And yeah, just like you said, you can enhance your photos further after you take the picture to make them even cooler looking. Right. I mean, and it doesn't have like a ton of options. I mean, it's, you know, it's no Photoshop or anything like that, but right. they definitely are trying to appeal to the social media crowd by being able to add stickers or text or whatever. I don't know if you can add text or not, but you know, same, same thing. It's, it's like customizing something before you tweet it out or put it on your story or whatever, which is all the rage these days. And it's definitely going to get people talking about it and sharing it. And and I can definitely see what, what they, what they try to do with it. You know, I don't know if I personally will use that, but like I have friends who are all about the switch and who are all about, you know, animal crossing and Mario Kart, And so Pokemon snap is just the next best thing. And so they're going to be sharing pictures all the time. And if they can put a top hat on their Pikachu, by God, they're going to do it. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, 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 it's good stuff, man. Yeah, no, it's, it's a, it's a good time. Um, what else was I going to say other than that? I mean, you know, the other kind of half of this episode that we are going to get to eventually after we talk about any other thoughts on, uh, on Pokemon snap is, uh, you know, the, the new Arceus game that we kind of mentioned and then the diamond and pearl remakes that they've announced. But before we get there with Pokemon snap have, you know, having been out for, I mean, about a week now, what are your, what are your like other, any extra thoughts? Like what more, you know, do you wish they'd have done something different or do you expect more or anything that really jumps out to you? Um, so I was, I don't know how many total areas there are. I think I have seven unlocked. Mm-hmm. Um, so it seems like there's a good, I have eight. Um, there's a good amount of variety. Maybe there's more. Uh, I don't think sure. I'm, I've beat the game yet. No. Um, I, I, I'm going to keep throwing apples at Pokemon and see if I can get them to evolve. <laughs> I don't see that being a thing like it was in the first one. I wish they had some sort of interactivity like that. Uh, sure. That would have just made it next level. Uh, I mean, this this is still a really good game, and I'm like you know, pulling hairs here. Oh, I yeah, would I love to see that type of interaction. Well, and and that's the other part about the original game, too, was discovering those things. Like, right. It was that sense of, whoa, I just got Snorlax to get up and move. Right. Like, I'm sure there's some of those in game that we haven't discovered yet because that was such a core part of the first game. They've they've got to have included it. Right. I think and I I looked this up uh, earlier this week. I think there is a total of 214 Pokemon you can take pictures for. That was going to be my next point. Yeah. Rock with it. Um, I don't see an easy way to tell how many I currently have. Okay. Um, and maybe there is a way I just don't see it. Yeah, well, I mean, I, um, I'm sure it would be tied to like that photo decks. Yeah, I can I can search for that uh, at a different time. Um, but having an easy way to see that would be really cool. Sure. Uh, that said, I don't know that I have 120 Pokemon. No, like less than half. Right. Right. So there's a ton I have yet to unlock. So maybe right. maybe there is that interactivity that I haven't seen yet. Well. And that, that kind of leads into my other point where you said there's 200 and 200 and change Pokemon out of the 900 something that are in existence. So do you expect or do you think or would it even be a good idea for them to have a DLC and they would say a 100 new Pokemon and four new areas, you know, I, I, I mean, it's, it's got to be a good idea from every viewpoint monetary. I mean, there's going to be those chads that hate 
having to spend money for additional content because they don't like supporting developers for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But no, I think I think that'd be great. There's definitely room for it. Um, sure. And they've they've done this in the past. I mean, um, Sword and Shield had DLC expansions. Right. They didn't give you additional. Maybe it did give you a co- access to a couple di- different Pokemon. Um, it was more or less story related. Yep. But story I mean, this is like easy enough areas, yeah. to like just add a couple new areas with the DLC and just yeah. add some story. Like, oh, we have access to this new area. We found new information. Yeah. Like, easy. I mean, and plus there's a ton of different biomes and everything in Pokemon. Like, I don't know if there's a snow level or not. I haven't got far enough, but mm-hmm. there could be a snow level. Uh, right. There, there's like cycling road. You could do something cool there. There mm-hmm. was always like the underground that was full of Voltorbs that would use explosion as soon as you fought them. Right. Like, you could do something cool with like a like a subway or like a like a service tunnel type area with lots of steel and electric types like you know it's not just your your traditional biomes you can definitely get into like more city city type biomes as well Um, absolutely like i'm not sure if there's a cave level i know there's a volcano level but like a, a cave level where you have to play with those orbs to kind of illuminate things would be pretty sweet yeah i think it's it'd be a really good idea i wouldn't be surprised if they have something planned or at least talking about it they totally have the door open with how they ended it like you said there's 200 and some change out of almost 900 so they got a ton of room to work with there right plus what if someone's favorite pokemon is not in there how sad would that be i have yet to see lucario so i'm pretty upset by that (laughs) i've also i mean i've yet to see a ton of them um that's just you know when there's that small percentage out of a total number right you're not gonna get there i do feel like They've done a decent job, at least from what I've seen, of kind of spreading it around the different gens. Like you get Pokemon from across the board. Yeah, they really did. Kind of cool, actually. But like, imagine if they had a city level, like in in Mario Odyssey, you go to to New Donk City and you're running around in an actual like cityscape. Imagine something like that, but like you've got all sorts of like people with their Pokemon or Pokemon running around like climbing up trees in like a central park type area or jumping from rooftop to rooftop or whatever above you. And like, you got to right tra- cars getting in the way and traffic and that kind of, that can ruin your shot. So you got to really time it right. Like there's, there's tons of potential for more than just the traditional, oh, yeah. traditional I mean, pass, biomes passing like a Pokemon stadium where Pokemon are actually, they're having like a competition and they're fighting oh, yeah. for some cool photos. There's a ton of stuff they can do, man. I wouldn't be surprised if it's in the works at all. I, I think they're losing money, not doing it because everything i've heard about the new game from you know professional reviewers because spoiler alert we don't do this for a living um (laughs) everything i've heard from you know the mainstream media has been wow this this game is a gem it's it's wonderful it's a breath of fresh air and it it really does kind of carry the torch from the original people are loving it and you know it it kind of it kind of fills that same niche for me that uh animal crossing did when it came out Animal Crossing came out like at, at when the world kind of went crazy at the at the start of you know everything going on, mm-hmm. and that it was like a, a really good mental like coping mechanism for a lot of people. It was very calm, very feel good, very relaxed and, and easy. And this kind of feels it's got a little bit of that same energy, you know. Yeah, I'm not a big Animal Crossing guy, but you're you're totally right. It was a uh, uh, a bright spot in a dark room uh, at that time last year. Uh, a lot of people loved it it's 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 like it's it's mindless it's super chill uh you can play it whenever wherever right um it it gives you a reason to want to play more yep it's really good at getting you to come back yeah yep 
Absolutely. And it, it was a game about having fun with your neighbors that happen to be cute animals. And this game is a game about taking pictures of cute fictional animals. So right. it's, it's a very positive, upbeat game. And I think that really speaks to a lot of people. And I think that, uh, yeah, I, I, there has to be some DLC in the works. I would be very surprised if there if there weren't. So I'm glad you're of the same mind on that front. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't think there's a lot of downsides to this game. Um, no. Um, unless you don't like nice things or you don't like Pokemon and you just want to be angry at the world. You know? <laughs> if, if you were expecting a dark and gritty, like 90s grunge Pokemon game, don't buy Pokemon. Don't buy the new Pokemon Snap. It's it, it's not right. for you. <laughs> I have a I have a really good buddy, um, Stone Terror. He also streams on Twitch. Uh, one of my best friends. Um, he was giving me some crap about playing. He's like, I don't I don't understand why you just take pictures of Pokemon. And I was like, Yeah, it's super fucking cool. What do you mean? He's like, Oh, I, oh, I never played Pokemon. I was like, What do you mean you never played Pokemon? He goes, Well, I made it to the Viridian Forest, and then I just got bored and stopped playing. And I was like, dog, you made it like seven minutes into the game. You caught one Rattata and you got your starter Pokemon. And then you just didn't do anything else. Sounds like he's got Cody and Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy 15 going on where the start of the game is just a tad slow. And that just turns somebody off completely. Like, I mean, on one hand, I don't blame him. But on the other hand, that's that's like dipping your toe in the pool and saying you hate swimming. Yeah, I'll give Cody a little bit of a pass because he actually put some time in. Oh, for uh, sure. Stone, if you're listening, you don't get a pass. <laughs> you did not try hard enough, sir. Uh, well, now we got to tell him we have to listen because we call him out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'll take care of that. Don't you worry. <laughs> so overall, I think we've both got a lot of good things to say about the new Pokemon Snap. And I mean, and Pokemon in general. But I'll say I'll definitely give it my recommendation. I'm not going to put a monetary score or like a number of stars out of out of five or ten on it. I just I think that it is a great game for being able to put the stress of the world away for a little bit and take some fun pictures of cute animals in beautiful locations. Yeah, I, I think I agree. I'll, I'll I'll give it a score here. I'll give mm-hmm. it a, a 4.3 out of 5 Pokeballs. Um, <laughs> there's obviously room for improvement. We can't be at the top, otherwise there's no room to grow. Uh, right. But really, it's, it's, a, it's a great game. Um, if you're on the fence and you like Pokemon, do it. There's no reason not to. I don't think right. you'll be disappointed. Or the other thing that would be good about it too like this just jumped into my head. If you're a person out there who's got young kids that are just starting to look into, like starting to get into games a little bit and oh, you're yeah. looking for something wholesome and you know, there's no blood and guts. There's no nudity. There's no swearing. This is a great game. Like for a kid to start out on because yeah, it's, it's wholesome as hell. That's, you know, those are always use cases that just go right over my head. Like the whole family kid aspect uh no children over here knock on wood real quick uh so i don't i don't ever think about that stuff but you're totally right i mean uh if you're also a parent and your child likes to watch you play a game there's absolutely no concerns with this the kids will probably be ecstatic seeing like these cool monsters glowing and dancing to music you can interact with them i mean well and and it's got there's a pokemon for everybody like it can kind of it can right. kind of segue into the into the topic about the new games, but I don't care who you are. There is a Pokemon out there that if you look at it, you're going to be like, "This is cool" or "This is cute." I like this. Like, even I mean, there's think- 900 of them. All right, you got. <laughs> if you don't like any single one of them, I think something's wrong with you. 
Right. And not and not Pokemon. Right. Like if you want a Pokemon that is like super big and strong or super edgy looking, they have that. If you want one that's like soft and cuddly, they have that. If you want one that is a pineapple with a sombrero and a duck bill, they have that. Yep. Like there is something for everyone. And I think that's a good thing we can say about the game too, is that there's a little something for everybody. No, I agree. 100%. Another question is how excited are you about the diamond and pearl remakes? I'm not as excited as I am for, uh, the Arceus Arceus game. Sure. Uh, I think the remakes are cool. Um, you know, it's obviously nice seeing, having some of that nostalgia on newer technology. Um, I enjoy that, but I think the, direction the franchise needs to go uh, is with the Arceus games. And I'm definitely more excited for that. Sure. So it's, it's the kind of more of the same, you know, even though it's a remake, even though it's updated, like you said, taking advantage of new technology, it's still not really breaking the mold for you. And that kind of pushes your excitement in the direction of the other game that they're coming out with. Agreed. Yep, absolutely. I will say the diamond and pearl generation was my toughest choice of a starter to pick from. Ooh. Okay. If I remember right, it was Piplup, Chimchar, and Turtwig. Piplup yes. was a penguin. Yep. Chimchar was a fire monkey. Yep. And Turtwig was a, di- a tree dinosaur looking Tree thing. turtle. Tree turtle dinosaur. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. That... They all look really cool. Their, their evolution lines were super cool. Uh... I usually, I historically, I've been a water type uh, starter okay. Pokemon for, I don't know, I, I just chose Squirtle and I guess I kept that going, right? Uh, ever, ever after that. But with Diamond and Pearl, that was tough for me because they all looked cool. No, that like, I'm not a fan of the Sword and Shield starters just conceptually. Like, mm-hmm. I think they're a little uninspired. Um, but I'm definitely in agreement with you about the diamond and pearl starters because they were like, they were really, really stylized. They were really, really cool. I mean, you had, you had a penguin, a monkey and a turtle, but they had, they had something more going on with them. Like the penguin evolved to have like armor practically, or the monkey evolved to literally be on fire and the turtle evolved to have like a tree and a mountain on its back. Yep. Like, they were they were super sweet like yeah they all looked really good uh i love the colors for them mm-hmm. i mean the colors are all kind of the same but each of them has like their own little spin yeah, yeah. um oh no, they're they're great starters for sure water up to that point was super strong i mean because squirtle and blast toys in the first gens were were really good mm-hmm. um and then you had totodile and his evolutions like big old dinosaur crocodiles super strong uh for alligator was the final one what was the middle croconaw yep. yep yep that was it yep and then you had uh mudkip, mudkip. and marsh tomp and swampert swampert water yep. ground typing like dude that's a that is a brick house that thing was solid yeah i like i like swampert line for mm-hmm. sure third gen really was really good for me yeah no i'll i'll say that i'm excited about the remakes just because I, I haven't played Sword and Shield yet on the Switch, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm excited to sort of get back into Pokemon a little bit with the remakes, because I know those are coming out first. Those are slated for late 2021, and Arceus is slated for early 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I'm excited to be able to get back into that and kind of take those on the go, you know, as, as travel sort of opens up and I'm flying or carpooling or driving places or whatever, you know, being able to use the switch as the mobile console it was originally intended for. And in what other game is, is the king of mobile consoles besides Pokemon, you know? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I think the, the remakes will be good. I, I'm very excited to see how Arceus pans out. I know a lot of people said it was a breath of the wild ripoff and they, they complained about like the frame rate being a little choppy in the demo that they showed. I mean, it, there's rumors about a next generation switch coming. That's right. I have so heard about a little that bit. About could, that. that could help that argument. Um, I just think that that, that whole direction of Arceus is going to be where the game needs to go. Well, cause my understanding for the, the Pokemon lore heads out there is that it is a prequel. Like it is set way in the past. Mm-hmm. and it's before like before there were pokedexes and pokeballs and stuff like that so you're running around with a team of pokemon adventuring with you right so like you are See, and that's super cool that that's that's something new it's not the same professor steals an underage kid that has to go and catch all these pokemon for his research and then he gets nothing <laughs> for it and he <laughs> arguably should be in jail like i don't oh kidnapping <laughs> Child labor laws. Yeah. Uh, animal cruelty laws. <laughs> like. You name it, man. Pokemon's problematic. That. <sighs> no one talks about that. And I think they probably should. I'm uh, What I'm hearing, Carl, is that you need to be on for uh, our next Pokemon episode. And that episode has to be, you know, the, the real life repercussions of the Pokemon games. You know, how many OSHA violations, how many yep. laws are they breaking? Because I think it's a ton now after talking to you you are kind of blowing my mind here <laughs> yep and then we get into a, a half hour segue where ash ketchum is trash and i just don't stop talking that whole more time. like trash ketchum oh my god that was too perfect <laughs> i did uh, not oh even boy. see that coming <laughs> holy shit cody's gonna like that one yep yep I'm, I'm just imagining how much fun he's gonna have editing this <laughs> but anyways so we're you know, we're excited for the remakes, but what we're really interested and excited to see is this Arceus game because it might, I mean, if you hit the nail on the head, I keep coming back to this thought that you had from earlier, Skyrim, but Pokemon, if you can give me that, fuck, you have a license to print money, Nintendo, like, yep. Oh, I'll just give you my card, Nintendo and charge it whenever, however, yeah, you name it. Yep. I mean, that's, that's all that needs to be said, but in the meantime, New Pokemon Snap is great. It's tiding us over until the next nuggets of Pocket Monster goodness can come out and, and grace our switches. That's that's really all we got to say about it. Um, Carl, thank you so much for coming on today, man. I do really appreciate it. Like, it's super nice having you every time. Yeah, no problem, man. I really enjoy being on here. I like talking with you guys. Um, yeah, absolutely. I'm a big old nerd, so I feel like I'm I'm home here. Hell yeah. Where where can people find you? I know I've plugged you know your stuff on here before, but it, it's always good to to get your name out there. And I mean, it's the least we can do for you for being so gracious for us here. So where can people find you? Yeah, no problem. Uh, you can find me at Crypto Helix on all platforms: um, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, Twitch. I stream every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at seven Eastern on Twitch. Yeah, uh, you'll catch me there three times a week. Yeah, hell yeah! Like tune in for his streams, folks. They're hilarious. He's either doing something multiplayer or diving into the newest single player experience. What have you been playing lately? Uh, so last night we jumped into Resident Evil 8 Village that Oof, just came out. Scary. 
Uh, it, it actually, there are some jump scares. I usually don't uh, have jump scares. I got hit a couple times last night. Uh, that surprised me. I saw, I saw on Twitter, one of your buddies had screen capped your stream of you like physically hiding behind your desk at one point. Like, yeah, see, and, and funny thing about that, I had started my stream and went to go play the game, uh, but I forgot to download the game. <laughs> I, I accidentally downloaded the demo. So we had to do a download waiting sim for about 20 minutes, and I was just slouched super far down in my chair. Uh, there you go. Just being a little sad. Got so it. yeah, um, Village is really good. If you guys are Resident Evil fans, you'll absolutely love that game. Yeah, I know we were talking a little bit about it before the podcast, and it, it actually sounds like it might be up my alley because I really dug the arcade, like arcade shooter esque aspects of Resident Evil Four with the progression and the and the merchant and the money system. And you're telling me that Eight definitely has that. So yep, it does. It, it's it's like if if Seven and Four had a child, Resident Evil Village would be the child that they birth. There we go. As we just got to keep it away from the Pokemon Professor. Right. Absolutely. (laughs) Thank you for listening, folks. We will catch you next time. I have been Mike. I'm Carl. And go catch some Pokemon. Are you incapable of restraining yourself? Or do you take pride in being an insufferable no-to-do? We're gonna have to go right to Ludacris Speed. Expecto Patrona! Parts are flying from both teams. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over.